street We encourage and inspire Yeah, 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 yeah Live from the Gen Studio We enlighten and support each other We're promoting positivity Positivity, friends in ministry Tell us where you've been Tell us what you've seen Friends in ministry all right, welcome back, welcome back, guys. Welcome to Friends in Ministry. I'm your host, Ricky Ricardo. Um, you know, as usual, Friends in Ministry is a podcast where, you know, I speak to my, you know, friends who are also in ministry, you know, just about their, you know, their experiences, their journey, and, you know, just about different, you know, endeavors that they may have or extracurricular you know, we discuss and talk about that, you know, on this program. As usual, Friends in Ministry is brought to you by the Holy Armor Clothing Line, where you suit up, stand up, and stand out. Um, shop with them today. Also, Friends in Ministry is brought to you by the Gen Studios. Um, Friends in Ministry currently have our merches up for sale. So you can support um, the Friends in Ministry movement by, you know, um, shopping on our Teespring, um, um, on our te Teespring shop and support the movement. Um, our guest today, um, you know, this, this particular uh, episode is a very special one for me. Um, our guest today you know, has been, you know, a very special person in my life, you know, um, I basically, you know, watch me grow, um, you know, grow spiritually, grow physically. And, you know, she's uh, my beloved wife and mother. Um, <laughs> she is a teacher by profession. And, um, you know, I, uh, she's also now a pastor, you know, most recently. Um, you know, we'll be talking with her, talking with her, you know, um, you know, about her journey in and on her, and her, her experiences in ministry. She's also a justice of the peace. She's a young people extraordinaire. I, I can tell you about it. Um, you know, I've seen her, you know, journey. She's been my Sunday school teacher. She's been my young people's president. Um, and she's now the pastor of Faith Temple, you know, Pentecostal Assemblies at Ten Art Street, Old Darbo in Jamaica. None other than Pastor Ariel Henry. Welcome to Friends in Ministry, Pastor. Thanks for having me. My pleasure being here. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are uh, really glad to have you, um, you know, on this platform you know just to talk with you you know about your experiences you know as i said you know i've, I've seen you know just like you have told me you know several times that you have you have watched my growth you know i have also you know seen you you yes. know journey you know in ministry um but you 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 pretty much you know grew up in in faith temple and we're going to talk about all of that but but first and foremost tell us how how are you how have you been, you know, how, how are things going on with you currently? I am well, I am well, I am well. I give God thanks. Saying that you're well in such a time, it's an honor. Yeah. You know, it's a privilege to be well. 
And I am grateful to God that I can truly say that I am well. To God be the glory. To God be the yeah. glory. To God yeah. be the glory, Pastor. So, um, you know, as I said, you 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 pretty much grew up in you know the organization. Yes. Um. So you know, talk with us about you know how you got started. You know, for you from a tender age you started Sunday school and you know got baptized. That you know I think age thirteen. Talk to yeah. us. You know about you know what that was like that you know initiation into the organization from a tender age. Okay. You know, I, I grew up in Simon, um, the community of Simon. Yeah. And um, that's where I started. And I remember um, there was this evangelist. I don't think she was evangelist then. Yes. And she was a, a hardened Sunday school worker. What she did, she would visit the community and she would talk with the parents. Her name is, I'm going to say Evangelist Vernon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Evangelist Vernon. And she's still alive. <laughs> yes. As a youngster, she, she would come to my mother's gate, my parents' home. Yes. And she would invite the, uh, ask the parents to allow us to come to Sunday school. My mother gave her a flight, yes. But she never stopped. She was consistent. And that's yes. how I started, you know, going to Sunday school. But eight or nine years old, somewhere there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I got baptized at 13. And I received the Holy Ghost at 16. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, you, 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 you know, it was. So what was it like for you, you know, being into this, you know, church you now? Because I'm assuming... Before then, you you probably wouldn't have, you know, been going to church and so on. So th this must have been new for you. So what was it like, you know, starting to visit and see the other young people in the organization and, you know, trying to find your footing inside? inside? You know, growing up in Simon, at the time that I was there, there were not a lot of young persons <laughs> in the church. Yeah. There were older persons and I didn't have much, much young people in my age group. I didn't have much of my peers. Right. So then I would look forward to the fellowship because back then fellowship was like your sport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike now, young people talk about there's no fun in the church. Our fun uh, as young people was fellowship. And right. going to fellowship was like Christmas come, mm -hmm. you know, because you're going to see other young persons and all of that. I remember um, evangelist Joan Green. Oh, mm. my God. She had a group um, uh, that used to visit the old station churches. And I remember she came one Sunday afternoon and we had a program. Mm. And um, they conducted a program in, at yes. a church. And I, I did a poem. I still have the poem, you know, all those years ago. And the poem was my M66. And mm -hmm. I, and they took on to me those young people from headquarters church. So headquarters church, all some good memories for me yes. because then 
that's where I got the rich support, right? Mm -hmm. um, the rich support was from the brethren from a quarter's church. And I just want to always to say that you know I, I i look forward to going to headquarters church um sister Anne marie of blessed memory she yeah. she came and she i she, she invited me to her home to their home and they just you know mentored me um brother anthony brown i right. tell you i got uh this culture of people looking out for persons it was so rich you know and then my friend I I I I grew into friendship with Sister Karen Brown no little. And yes. they, those young people really mentored me, I, I tell you. So I got that strength going up. And and uh, maybe as you say, how has it been like for me? That's where I have gotten this thing about looking out for young people, people because people right. looked out for me. Okay. So I continue in this pathway. Okay, yes. yes. So because that was one of the questions that you know I'm going to ask. Yes. Mention or in a brief intro, you know, you're a young people extraordinaire. And ever yes. since I, you know, um, you know, came to know you. But you know, as you say, it's when 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 you 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 go into something and you have other persons like yourself, because as you mentioned, there yes. are young people just like yourself that were on the same path, on the same yes. and as such. You look forward to the fellowshipping, as you're saying. That's it. So, you know, I, I think like, you know, when persons are probably, you know, new to a church and are, are going to, you have to find, you know, some peers that are, you know, especially for young yeah. people are, you know, That's well and mean God, you know, so, you know, those things help your, your, you know, your journey in Christ as well. So, um, so, you know, you would have been going to Faith Temple and, you know, growing up and, you know, the, over the years and so on. But at what point did you realize that there they were more of a call on your life for ministry? Because, you know, as um, I maybe touched a little bit on to it, you know, we, 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 we'll be coming to, you know, being pastor now and all of that. But before, you know, you was, you was an evangelist. And yeah. So... At what point, though, even before the evangelist, did you realize that there was really more of a call to you to be more than just a normal, you know, member in the church? Because there was ministry um, on your life. You, you know, um, growing up in Simon, um, being in a church with not a whole lot of young people, you are called now, you're asked to do or, you know, required to do many things. Yes. So then um, I would be the one at, at one point, there were others and then they left the church or migrated. And there was a time when, when I said, we go out to fellowship or come to headquarters, go to headquarters church. I would be the one representing the church. So I'm always singing away. I'm always doing stuff. Right. All right. So then I, everybody know me, you know, and then my list, but so I, I announced to me and all of that. But then, the more that I, I, I mature, remember we went to, we went to, a matter of fact, by age 17, it was recognized that there was an intercessory um, path on my life to pray. I didn't understand it. Right. So then I would be asked to pray. I, did, I would be asked to pray. And when I started praying, I felt the presence of God coming, but I would get frightened because I didn't understand this whole spiritual thing. And right. I'm, I'm, a, yeah, I'm a teenager. And, right. and um, 
you must have people to guide you. It's important. Yes. So I remember I went to Brother Augustine. It was Deacon Augustine at the time. And I said to him, whenever I am praying, I feel like I am coming off the ground. I'm moving up. You know, when I felt my high lids just start, you know, going fast. And he said to me, the next time it happened, don't stop. Don't get frightened. Don't stop. And so the, another time I went to Maho Hill, as young people know, Pastor Simmons allowed me to come to Maho Hill, where we normally go to Maho Hill and camp out. It was like, what? For the week, camping out at Maho Hill, early morning prayer and all of that. And I tell you, that those were our fun. fun right. And I remember one week, one evening, we were sitting in service and Pastor Simmons, you know, you know, she called me and she said, have you ever preached before? <laughs> and I said, no. Yes. Said, You're going to preach tonight. Can you imagine? I am so young. I'm 17 years old and I'm going to preach. And I remember to this day, uh, what was the text? It was uh, Moses, take off thy shoes. Hallelujah. For the place where thou standest, holy ground. Yeah. And I remember that night, the following morning, I had other young, mature young people coming to me and say, wow, you're growing. So I got those opportunities and then I would go to Brainerd, Brainerd, Crusade again. And I tell you, the whole tarrying and singing. And I tell you, that was our fun. And um, the more I do, the more I get involved is the more people will talk about the growth yeah. and, and all of that. So I got exposure. I was not in a position like young people now to say, no, I don't want to do it. I didn't get that opportunity. No was never on my lips. No was never on my lips, you know. Now I'm telling people no, but growing up back then and in the church, the opportunities were there. I, they were given to me and I didn't have, I didn't say no and I, I just participated. And the, what happened too, when most times you are not the one who recognized the calling on your life. Right. For the most part, it's somebody else pointed yeah. out to you. Yes, yes. Uh, and so the more I got involved, all right, not by choice, then it was like a habit to go to church. You know, I tell you, going to church as a teenager was like yeah. a hobby. You just you know, love it. Love going to church. I enjoyed going to church and enjoy participating in the service. It was joy for me. So then I, the more I got involved, the more I, I, I participated in the service, it, it, more, it was noticeable that there was something a little more than the ordinary yeah. on my life. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, I remember um, yes. the interviews that I've done, I've, I've, I've you know, spoken about mm-hmm. that. Times as a young person when you're growing up in um in, in the church, it's not yes. other you know older persons are you know other persons that are yes. looking on to that see different yes. things in you that you didn't even see in yourself. That's true. That's true. You're mentioning, you know, you 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 were just you know you know allowing the Lord to lead you, but somebody That's has seen something else in you and say, you know, you can do this, or they 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 see that you are growing in different um aspects you know of your work and you know in turn help to push you know as we'd say the fire in 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 that in that um you know good stuff good stuff so you know as as i've mentioned also you have a knack for young people you 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 basically touched on it a little bit or alluded to it a little bit you know earlier but speak more about how the passion 
you know, for that you have for young people? Because for me personally, I, I, I'm going to say that I've never seen another person with such a drive for you. <laughs> people like yourself and you know i remember as i said you know you you you've seen me you know go grow up and go through and and you know you've as i said you've also been my sunday school teacher where you taught me in the yeah. class you know at you know that's such an age when we were coming into our adolescent um age you know you teach me that you've also been young people's president and i've seen you know the the the, the passion that you have for young people, um, speak more about that passion that you have for young people. My dear um, Minister Ricardo, I can't. All I can say, this passion comes from God Himself. It's something that is God given. I and I also believe that, based on my parents standing in the community in which I was brought up in Saiba. Yes. We were considered the nobodies, all right? <laughs> so then we were the nobodies. And I would say to you that um, where I'm at in my life now, if if a um, human being was going to pick me, I would never have been selected, selected. based on my, yes, based yeah. on my um, antecedents, you know, based on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So then... I have this drive because persons reach out to me. Church was my, my, my family. And because people believed in me, irrespective yeah. of what was happening around me, they didn't look at who my parents were, you know, and all of that. Mm-hmm. People just believed in me. So I have this passion. And then as I go along, I realize that this humanitarian side in me to serve my fellow men. And I just continue to bloom where I'm planted and bring others to bloom, you know? Yes, yes I, I feel that I have this natural propensity yes. to, 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 to represent, to represent people. Yes. I would be on the road and I see injustice and something would bite me. <laughs> I can't deal with it. And, and, and as I go along, I, I find this passion towards the younger people and more so those who are vulnerable. Because, you know, some persons, because of who their family members are, yes. they, they will get by. But right. there are others who nobody sees them. And I realize that the, 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 this thing in me to represent Mm-hmm. And to be an advocate, I, I, I go for those persons seem to me that nobody cares about, that this passion that is in me, you know, to do that. So I, I just continue to represent and I realize it's a calling, it's, a, it's humanitarianism. And I yeah. really love people. I just love people. And I love to see the best in people. I just, I, I just, I just keep going. I just keep going yeah. and helping people to be their best self. Good yes. stuff. Good stuff. You you just yes. mentioned that um, yes. uh, where planted, and oh my god, yes, I've, I've never forgotten that word. You know, that's a word that yes. you preached. You preached that word some time ago. Yes, and I just never forgot it. You know, obviously it was you know when I was still going to you know I was still yes. back home going to Faith Temple before I migrated. 
And yeah. even when I migrated, you know, I took that word with me, you know, bloom where you're planted. And I never forgot it, you know, and I, I, I you know, tried to um, do just that, you know, when yeah. I came here. So, you know, as such, you know, I just tried to bloom where, you know, where I was planted, giving the teachings yes. and, you know, mm-hmm. you've, 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 you've been my Sunday school teacher. So you've taught me a lot of things and, you know, you've also been, you know, a mentor of sorts, you know, where you, you have one, you, you have spoken to me one-on-one and yes. so on. And, you know, you have, as I said, also been young people's president and, you know, I just admire, you know, that this fire that you have for, you know, seeing young people, the, the seeing young people, you know, the restoration and development of young people and I really admire that you know and I just um, want to tell you to continue to to to, to do that because yes. a lot of, you know you 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 save a lot of young people you you steer them you know back onto the right path and you know you give them hope and especially seeing you know you you know coming yes. from you know your background to get where you are you know I'm sure you give a lot of young people hope that if you know you do it I can do it as well Indeed, so, amen. So good work. So, yes. as I also mentioned in the brief intro, you're an early childhood educator. Yes. You know, um, what is it like, you know, impacting um, these young, impressionable minds, especially, you know, in such a time as this? It's rewarding. Being an early childhood teacher, being a teacher, it's a rewarding um, career. Yes. It's fulfilling, you know, the young minds, you know, mm. uh, there's a quote that said people, I think it's Maya Angelou said, people yeah. will forget what you say. They for, will forget what you've done, but they will never forget how you make them feel. feel yes. And this, these, these, these young children, they are, they are looking to you they have come to you not not really empty slates but then as an early childhood teacher left Vygotsky talk about um the scaffolding and how as the influential adult I am going to help this child to bridge the gap from the known from the unknown to the known and to see when they have gotten it and to see when they you know, um, I've realized what you're teaching them and they're illuminated and it's like, oh, are you seeing that? And, and yeah. you're able to help these young impressionable students. Um, teaching is yeah. a call also in my life. Amen? It's yeah, a calling. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say that teaching is not a job and if you do it for the money, you're going to be in problem, mm. but it must be right. a call. It must be a natural passion in you. Amen? Yes, yes amen. that you want to, to see people transit. You want to see, you know, people make that step um, in acquiring knowledge and be able to develop skills and all of that. And I just love it. It's rewarding. It's really rewarding. Really rewarding. That's good. Because yes. I think, you know, you, you are now a senior teacher. You've been doing this for... Yes. A little while now. <laughs> how, yes. many, how many years? <laughs> how many years? Well, I I am at I have been a teacher because that was not my first love as I said teaching. Yes. I was called yes. into it after the yes. birth of my daughter. And yes. um 
I wanted to make an uh, impact in early childhood, but I've been doing this since 2002. Okay. So. And I've been at the same workplace since 2004. <laughs> so, wow, wow. Okay, that's some long time. That's a long time. Yes, yes, yes. Like I told you, I remember when, you know, you, you went back to get your degree. Yes. I'm so proud. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How did you feel though? You know, I know you, I think you had the graduation process at UWE. Yeah. Yes. No, we had to do it online, 2020. Oh, so right. it was an Cause online, cause online graduation. But I tell you, I am a visionary. I dream a lot. You know, yeah. I dream a lot, and um, I am the eldest of my parents on both sides. My right. mother has eight of us, and my father has seven of us, and mm -hmm. I am the first to have gone to university. And that's, for me, it's a major feat, you know? Major, major. And, and also to say to people that you can do it, it's not that I did it as an adult. Most of my studies I've done as an adult, all right? right. Yes. So I'm always encouraging people that you can do it. It's not that it has been easy. It's not easy as an adult married woman, very involved in ministry, to, yes. to, to be part of study, and, you know, full-time job, full-time everything else, and do yes. part-time study. And, and listen to me, I, I never plan to go there and be no dunce girl either, no dunce apostolic girl. I, I, yes. I don't believe in media, mediocrity, you know? I, I believe I must go there and I must perform. But there are times when um, things were really bad. But let me tell you, mm -hmm. you know, that you regard was my dream. Not done in that garb, man. <laughs> I, I, I had to put it on. That was my dream. Yes. It was my dream as a little girl coming up that one day. I am going to put on that garb. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you, it, it, it was a, a dream come true for me. Even though um, the graduation procession was done online, but I was given a chance to put on the gold at the, at the college campus and um, and take my picture. And man, oh my God, there's no greater feeling. <laughs> I'm sure, man. As, as, you know, just like I told you, I was very... Yeah, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, because yeah. you, you invested, you, you, you spend the time, you went back, you know, as, as you mentioned, yeah. full time ministry, full time, yeah. um, you know, family, you know, wife yes. and, 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 and mother. And, you know, you went back and you, 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 you did well and yeah. you finished your course. Yeah. So, you know, I was so proud of you because I know the feeling. You. You know, just like you said, we, we have a lot of, share a lot of similarities because uh, yes. obviously, you know, I'm the oldest, you know, of, the, of my yeah. experience and was the first as well. Yeah. So I know the feeling, you know, when you adorn that, you know, yeah. Galia on that. Yes. Day, you know, and you didn't necessarily <laughs> oh go and cross the state, but it was, it's just a certain feeling when it. it's like a certain, you know, certain level That's of accomplishment. Yes, you know, I was so proud, man, when I, when, I, when I saw you, and I know you were proud as well. And a lot of yes, people, indeed, 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 I was proud of you. Amen. Good stuff. Friends in Ministry, as usual, is brought to you by the Oli Armor clothing line where you suit up, stand up, and stand out. Shop with them today. To get your different God's instruments apparels. Friends in me.
street we encourage and inspire it's been a minute but it, they're finally here so our friends in ministry merchandises are finally available for purchase you can purchase online using our teespring online store link that will be provided there you'll be able to purchase your t-shirts your masks and signature hoodies and so much more purchase your merch today and support the movement god bless friends in ministry we encourage and inspire so um as i mentioned you know in a brief brief intro you're not the pastor of faith temple heart street yeah. you know you know there they, you've they, this you know journey encapsulates and a whole you know journey you know from from your young sister ariel mm-hmm. angelis um sunday school teacher Sunday, um, you're the assistant national Sunday school superintendent. Yeah. You, you know, youth president. Yeah. No, you're the pastor of our church. Yeah. You know, my former church back home before I migrated. Um, before you became pastor, though, did you felt at any point that you could have been, and how did you felt about it initially? Oh, um. My dear, ministry found me. This calling is not, I am a dreamer, but I never dream of this. Yeah. <laughs> never dream of this. And I tell you, I have served from Simon to Art Street, Faith Temple. Yes. Yes. I have served in every department except for playing an instrument and men's president. But I have served in all areas. But I I did not see pastor coming at any time. I I didn't dream of it. It's, it's not like one day I've ever sat down and said, oh, what, is, what would it be like? It never crossed my mind. But um, I, I, I just love the ministry. And I am, as I say, I'm a humanitarian. And I will work with the leader. I am not the type of person to see things falling down. I don't do something. No, and I have, yeah, so there yeah, was a time yeah, when people would sir. say, people would say, oh, she does enough, so she does enough, so. But I have this enough spirit, you know? I have this enough yeah. spirit <laughs> because I can't sit down and, and, and see things not happening. Um, right. So I'm a visionary, all right? And I, and I love to get things going, you know? But pastor, I did not see that. I, I, I did not see that coming my way. Although, let me say to you, it yeah. has been prophesied over my life how many years coming on. People oh, yes. always see, yes, man, from all over. Even when, I remember when I was in the Pluma um, in 20, some well years back. Yes. And uh, a, a batchmate of mine said to me, are you a minister in your church? And I said, why would you ask for that? She said, you look like a pastor. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I said, oh, no. And um, I would go out to minister because a lot of the ministry that I have done outside of faith temple, mm-hmm. all that I have done is outside of faith temple. And those connections were made through my work. Good? Because right. if I got an opportunity, if we have devotion at school, I tell you, a church 
Once I hold a mic, anywhere I hold a mic, it's church happening. Sports day and devotion, man, it's church happening anywhere. And so then I would be uh, asked to minister at some of my colleagues' um, church and all of that until it expands and, and the ministry develops. But I never saw myself as a pastor. I didn't have any ambition for that. I just knew that I am a worker. And I, I continue, Pastor Clara Thompson, man, I would just catch Pastor Clara Thompson. I would show, I would, I was one of those persons who could always go to Pastor Thompson and she rub me hard sometimes to get her to do new things. And I would say, Pastor, what do you think about it? She said, no, oh, no. <laughs> Come on, Pastor, look at it this way. Yeah? And yeah. look at this this way. And she would say, you see you, you see you, you know, and all of that. But um, I would catch Pastor. Mm -hmm. I would, um, and, and then after a while, you know, she and I developed this, wonderful relationship where she trusted me and trusted my judgment you understand and she would yeah. ask my opinion on stuff and if i see things were not going right and i would say pastor maybe we could do it this way or you know try that way so i am always there cushioning and helping pastor along and she know that she could call on me you know she could say all right she could, she would say, me pick the girl sometime, you know, when pastor say, you pick the girl, you know that, you know, yeah. she really have a little thing for you. For you. Right, right. The girl, Boy, you know, we get an invitation to go so and so, I'm going to ask you to go. And I remember one year, you know, we we're having youth pushing at Edgar's church and pastor sending me to, to another place. Oh, to another place, oh. Yes, because... The invitation was in the week, and she said, you have been going the one week. I'm begging you to go for this one night because they always come in. But how can I? I couldn't say no to Pastor Thompson. All in my head, me, I try to round up my head. The words to say no, I could not say no to Pastor Thompson. Right? And she, 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 she knew that she could depend on me and all of that. And whatever she asked me to do, I would just do it. I would just do it. I would just help her and then she, you know, and all of that. But a calling to say that when, when, if I was expecting it, if I was looking forward to it, no, 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 no. And then uh, let me share this. A number of times, I remember I was in a prayer meeting <laughs> close to uh, the old transition. Yes. Of course, it's right there and prophesying and saying, you know, God is calling to ministry and, and they were there carrying on. I'm saying, I'm in, I wonder what them people <laughs> Because that's not my ambition. That's not my ambition. However, right. there was a time when I understood and I realized that the call for ministry was on my life. But where am I? No, I would say, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. The Lord will appoint me and send me some other place. Oh, because that was, oh, that was so, the, the thought process you had. That was the thought process. Yeah. Because there's a time when it, when it, let me tell you, there's a time when it, it faced me, and I, I, I keep on saying so many persons could not be lying. Let me say this to you. It was so clear that this was coming on my life, and I can't escape it. I remember 2017 was a defining year for me. Yes. I realized that I wanted to serve my community. Yes. I was publishing this of the peace, and I am doing that, but there was still a peace in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit to do more. Like there's an emptiness. I couldn't understand. Yeah. But then the Lord created a shift for me mm -hmm. whereby the Lord opened doors 
that I was going out to minister at other churches outside of Faith Temple. Right. So Pastor Trump, so you know, you know, she would allow me to go sometimes. She said, No, you're not go, and that all of that, you know, and, and I would you, make a bargain like, with her. Yeah, oh, I would so make a bargain with her and she allowed me. Yes. Yeah, but it's like you yes. was you were you were building some sort of um ministerial network then. Network. Was, yeah. And I didn't understand it then. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and it's very important in ministry. The Lord was taking me out of my comfort zone of faith temple and fellowship and convention to see how things happen in other places. Places, all yeah. right. Yeah. And I remember I was still searching. My spirit was searching for something that I, I the void. And I remember Bishop Dr. Dennis had a, had a, a seminar, a training seminar in Mandeville, uh, a church down there. He's Bible school. And a colleague of mine told me about it. But when she showed me the invitation, one line catch me on it. One of the topics that they would have been discussing was women in ministry. And I said, I wanted to go to this. <laughs> so then I, I, I decided on a Saturday morning, I'm going to go. But I'm not going to drive because, oh, I felt, I felt like I want to be on a bus yeah. where I sit down and, and think because that's where my spirit was at the time. And I went to this um, training seminar. And there was somebody there that I knew we grew up together. And during the break, I was sitting beside her. And based on all the conversations were going, the presentation, she said to me, she said, boy, Jeremiah never have a choice in the matter. You know? <laughs> Jeremiah never have a choice. God said before, you were formed in the belly. I knew you. It, it, it made no and sense. I ordained it to be a prophet. Yes, and I no tell sense. you, yeah. I... I was wondering, oh, on earth, that just jumped out of the young lady boat, just like that. <laughs> and I got a ride and I came back home. And I tell you, this prophecy and this call and this thing, and everybody saying you're going to be pastor and you're going to be pastor. I remember one day I said to somebody, I love things that are prestigious. And I don't say anything prestigious about being a pastor. I said, I'm afraid of gray hair. And I don't want to trust people come stress me out. I, I, I was so in love with myself. But I recall, I just love with myself. I just going my way. Because remember now, the who I have become, all went church and tear down and I'm a care on the antics. I, I, I just put up myself, do my thing, and I'm gone. And I just leave you over there. So I don't want anybody to rob me of all of that. And I, I have been around pastors since I was 17 years old. And I have seen what the stress of church can do to people. So I had no desire to take on that on myself. I had no desire for that. Right. I was comfortable serving on the pastor's office than any other leader. Right? Right. Then you know what God did to me again? God picked me up and said, I go to Bible school. I went to Bible school before. I didn't finish. And God, a matter of fact, it was somebody else at church who went to Bible school. They need a company to go down to Maypen. And they said to me, why, let us go to Bible school. Go to Bible school. And because I was driving, I go to Bible school. Then, man, while in Bible school, our, one of my lecturers now, we're good friends, and he said to me, boy, you don't throw some questions at me. I said, when, I'm, when I am writing my lesson plan, I said, boy, I have to think of that student. I, I just love the word. I developed this passion for the word. And I, but I, I didn't know that God was preparing me for a year. But it was not something on my mind. I want to serve as JP. I go apply and do it. Anything I wanted to do, I get it done. But pastoring, no. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't on my on my list of things to do. Oh no, no, no. 
<laughs> because it's just you know it's just like you said but yes. i've also always said this too being in ministry i mean requires you know yeah level of selflessness i mean you you you, you mentioned that you know you you were the the person yeah. you served you were the you know yeah. a, a, a people person but yeah, you know, it's understandable when you said that. You know, seeing the things that you we we would have seen, or you know, previous pastor yeah. been through. Yeah, it's understandable that you know any normal person would be like, "Why would I want this want to go? Why would I want to put myself there?" You know. Yes. So yes, <laughs> I do. I do understand. But um, yes. so obviously, you know, as we we we, we both know. You would have, you know, took on the pastorship of our church, you know, yes. a very, you know, rough time. You know, a lot was going on, a very, you know, tumultuous time. Yes, um, indeed. You know, you know, a lot of things that were going on that, you know, obviously yes. we know. So, you know, how how was the the um the acclamation process? Yeah. You know, you getting acclimatized to now being, you know, the the leader of a flock that is, you know, currently going through transitions, as we know. Yes. Process. You know, you getting to, you know, getting into where okay, you you are now going to delegate certain things, and you are going to set different structure and, and organization as you saw fit. How was that process? That acclimation process. My dear minister, I'm still going through it. I'm still transitioning because, you know, change is hard right. for on both sides. And, um, you know, God has assured, has assured me. Um, when I got the letter, let me say this to you. I got the letter on the 16th of February. And the morning, the Lord woke me up early. And the Lord said to me, you're going to get a letter today of appointment. I did not tell my husband. In that vision, I was not sleeping. I saw a vehicle coming down in the church avenue with the letter. When I got to church that morning, we're having women's women's one-day convention. And I was teaching Sunday school. I saw the very vehicle with the very people that God showed me was going to come the morning. But I kept my cool and I was teaching still because I thought they were going to come out of the vehicle. Anyway, the national secretary was in that vehicle and she waved her hand and beckoned to me because where she's at, I can see her clearly. And she came to me and I went to her. She told me to come and she handed me the letter. I knew what was in it because the Lord told me that I was going to get it, but I didn't share it. I kept that to myself. Let me tell you now. I needed to do some things to my mind. Because remember now, as you said, it was a tumultuous thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, ah, well, uh, I'm a young person. I can't consider myself a young person. Uh, what is this? And with all of that was going on. But the Lord, a friend of mine, introduced me to a book. And the name of the book is The Three Battlegrounds. The Battleground of the Mind the battleground of the church and the battleground of the heavenly places. And so as I scanned through, I, I ordered a book online, my daughter did for me, and I scanned through the content. And the first chapter that I decided to read is leading in the midst of adversity. Wow, wow. <laughs> ah, leading in the midst of adversity because 
Ah, I had to educate myself. I had to prepare my mind mentally for the humongous task ahead of me because I have been around pastors since I was pastors since I was 17 years old. So I, I did not take this task lightly and based on what was happening on the ground. So then as I read, I, I, I was God assured, you know, I was God assured. Um, I, I, I understand that I needed, I understand that peace was an attribute of the Holy Spirit. So first of all, I had to have that peace on the inside. Yeah. I also, as I read, I, I, I understand that I cannot respond because transition is hard on, on both sides of the line. And, so, mm -hmm. and then you would have some persons who are foundation people not going to let go of certain things. And, and then you're young and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so then I understood also, as I read, you know, it was reaffirmed in me, but I cannot respond from a place of adversity. And this one thing that stood out in my mind, I remember after the appointment, my presiding bishop gave me a call and he asked how everything was going and we were talking. And I was saying, you know, you know, um, you know, so and so, and, um, you know, the different responses. And he right. said to me, yeah. and he said to me, and this, I didn't even remember this part. He said to me, even Jesus had to say, will he also go? Go right, true, true. And that impacted me. Yes. That impacted me. Even the very God had to say, Will he also go? And so, as I prepared, as I prepared my mind, I understood I could not leave from a place of emotion. And so, I was not, no, I was putting myself in a place not to be alarmed by the opponent. Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> and that I understood also from my reading, and which are reaffirmed in me, that Satan, Satan arsenal is armed with what you say, fear. Yeah. Ah, worry, doubt, self-pity. And, and I'm not a fearful person, but then again, this task. But then I, I must add this in. I remember when I, um, I went to Pastor Thompson, I, when I received that letter, and I, I went to Pastor, I got a letter this Sunday, and I went to Pastor Thompson house on the Monday. And we're sitting on her veranda, you know, she have our cool veranda that she talked yeah, with you. And, yeah. and uh, I was sitting there with her and I said to her, Pastor, I got a letter, man, from the board. And she, I was giving it to her. And she said, no, man, read it and tell me, read it to me. And I read it to her and she said, yes. And this was the very first time in all that was happening. Mm -hmm. Pastor Thompson have never shared with me what was on her heart. Right. You didn't know how she, she felt. Never, yeah, she never shared with me to say God told her anything specific. She said to me at that moment, yes. God showed you, God showed you to me years ago. And it was the first time she was saying. And as she spoke to me and she gave me some instruction, and she tell me, she tell me how to answer. And Pastor Thompson tell me, say, write them back. I said, X, Y, Z. <laughs> and then she proceeded. She proceeded. And, and it is a blessing to be in the company of an 85-year-old woman. Right? And um, be blessed like that. Yes. It's a moment I will not forget. And as she started, she said, well, she was going to pray. 
she was going to bless me. She said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to pray. And, yeah. and it dawned on me that I, I need to record this prayer because I'm going to need it. Yes, yes. She prayed. And when I sat there, I was humbled by this. And I, I knew I must do the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I understood the calling, you know, because being a pastor, it's not something that you take lightly, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hebrew word in scripture refer, literally means to tend the flock. Good? Right, right. Uh, to pastor it. Good? Which translates feed the flock. And, and, and I tell you, God had prepared me a long time for the feeding part, the whole yes. to feed. Yeah. Uh, God. And I, I knew <laughs> that there are certain things that is required of me, but the stage was already set. Right. Because as a pastor, I needed to be what? Devoted to family. So I had that down, yes? yes. And that good behavior, because the conduct of a pastor is you want a good behavior, yes? yes. And hospitable. Yeah. Not necessarily a teacher by profession, but one that is apt to teach because the pastor's job is to teach. Yes. You know, and then as I look more into what the role of a pastor is, a pastor and the attributes of a pastor, the pastor must be selfless. Huh? Yes. And devoted. Yes. The pastor must have good reputation in the community. Yes. So now I, I started looking on in myself. Now, do I fit this bill? And do I fit this bill? But I also could not get conceited because this was not an ordinary position. And mm-hmm. now I am, I, I am realizing now that I am called. It's an honor to be a servant of the Most High God. I have been serving, but more so in this capacity to tend the flock as the overseer. Yes. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> so the, the pastor now, as I, as I, as I got settled in, uh, you know, and got settled in my mind because the mind, you first have to start from the mind. Right. You know, I had to, to, to replenish my mind, reorder my mind for this. And the pastor must have the heart of the Lord. Yes. An excellent spirit. Because yes. you and I know church can be a cruel place. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Church people, absolutely. church people know how to give you your nose, not for your porridge. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk for your tea. Yeah. And so then I, I understand that I also could not be a novice. So whatever it means, whatever way I'm going to read. And, and, and then again, God has set the stage for me to have these people, these talwats in my corner and yeah. not just fit temple eyes. And that's one of the weaknesses we understand as, as ministers and as leaders that you must surround yourself with people of influence with people who have gone through, who people can build you up. You right. see what I'm saying? Yes. I, I, and all of that. And as, and as I look into the calling, the fivefold ministry, God gave some apostles, some prophets. It's a calling. It's not something you get up and go do. Ooh, right. It's not your choice. It's not something you apply for. It no. must be a calling on your life. And when there's a calling on your life, I would say to people all the time, the calling will announce you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So even though man would want to push you in the corner. And I also, in my preparation now, in responding to this call, I also had to go back to read some favorite passages in the scripture. Of Joseph, the life of Joseph. I will go back to David. Amen. Yes. 
Because <laughs> I know I'm not a Timothy of the family in that hostile environment. <laughs> you know, and all of that. And I look at the uh, the calling, the fivefold ministry, pastors and teachers, and and you know, your prophet. And the, I am called now to a higher calling and more respected of me. Right. So as as a minister now, as the pastor, I do at the oracle of God. Yes, I speak into people's lives. Yes, I understand that so much is required, and I've been taken up this responsibility. I must move. I must move in the spirit. I cannot yes. move in flesh. Right. I cannot move in flesh, and even though at times it, it gets hard, I can tell you. Because remember, no, I don't know what normal pastoring look like. You know, some pastors can relax, you know, because they have been there so for so many years. Yes, yes, experience. You know what I'm saying? Right. But for me, now, I came to office at the onset of the pandemic. <laughs> so yeah. the week before then the pandemic came, so I don't know what normal pastoring feels like. Yes. You understand? Yes. And I want to also say that God prepared me for this technology age. You remember you people as young people. I was the minister in the church who have this technology thing going and all of that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I had that part mentally. And I, yes. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I was fascinated with the old device and the technology and the different platforms. And I was already into social media. So I was I am not waking up to it. I right, was already right. established there. Yes. And all of that. And so therefore, you know, when God is preparing you, God don't call you without equipping you. Right. And I realized that anybody who run down ministry and pastorship and leadership never get it. And if you never, 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 never. Because God has to see that you have a heart for it. Because yeah. pastoring is not, it's not like your, your vocation, your ordinary vocation and, and so on. It takes on a whole different aspect. You understand? This yeah. is not something that you're paid to do where you get a salary. It, it, it's hard for the people and having this responsibility to the most high God. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yes. It's, yes. it's just like you say, you know, you were you were being nurtured and you were being prepared may you may, may not have been knowledge to you at the at certain yeah, point that's but it over time you know you you yes. you were being um prepared you know for yes. this role and you know you also spoke about you know um you know certain the technology and because I, um i spoke with brother andron you know a few yes. episodes ago Yes. And you know we had to to I I I you know it's just like you know you are saying you started to to incorporate certain technological um aspects to you know the ministry and you know he, he as well also you know had you know yes. backgrounds in in because nobody saw the pandemic coming and you know it, it 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 was such a great thing that you know certain you know churches especially ours were able to be ahead of the curve as it relates to you know yes. virtual um technology and you know stuff like that so it's like you know you it was like you you were equipped for such a time like you are saying like you are saying amen, amen. And, you know i i really you know admire the journey you know that you 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 yeah. had to get here 
And, you know, you, you, you know, you have, you know, as you said, the, the, the acclimation process, you're still going through, you're still yes. you know, learning certain nuances to the yes. and so on and so forth. But, you know, um, so far, I can say that you're doing a wonderful job. I can see, um, you know, the different, you know, you know, structure and organization, you know, things that you're putting in place and, you know, also, you know, you're, you're, it's like you, you know, the, the certain differences that you bring to it now would yes. be, um, you know, cause you're a, you're a, you're a person that really speak things as it is like, you know, you, you, you make it clear and plain, you know, so, um, so there are certain things your, you know, flock won't have to assume what you're saying because not all, not all, not all. <laughs> you're going to say it. but um good stuff good stuff I, I mean persons that are listening know what i'm talking about if they've heard you speak over dif- any kind of different <laughs> service yes the ariel is going to speak you know as oh she's led yes um, but so you know um as i said you know the 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 podcast is called friends in ministry you know obviously like you're like you know a spiritual mom to me so it's not necessarily you know this as i said as i mentioned this particular episode is you know different but you know but for young people that are coming into ministry you know because one of the reasons why i started this podcast was the fact that um my bishop now um you know, so it fit to meet me into a minister. Yeah. It was, you know, new to me, the official capacity and, you know, and so on and so forth. But um, I, I really started this on the aspects of, you know, learning and talking with other people about what their transitions were like, what their matriculation into ministry yes like so um a question for you what's what's your advice to other young people that are coming into ministry seeing as you know you have you know um gone through your journey and have come up through the ranks and so on and so forth what's your advice to other young people um coming into ministry you know there is a scripture in Isaiah Isaiah chapter 1 verse 17 and and it speaks to the fact that uh, as a minister, you must learn to do right. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you must have a heart to, to defend the oppressed. Yeah. Take up the cause of the fatherless yeah. and plead the cause of the widow. Amen? So yeah. you must have a heart for the people. If you're coming into ministry, what I, what I want to encourage young ministers to do is to honor your spiritual parents. It's a very dangerous person ministry if they don't speak off where they're coming from and their grassroots, you know, their opinion. And and I I am a testament to good mentorship. Yes, I've been mentored by by many leaders, the Ides, um, Pastor Simmons and uh, Pastor Thompson and all of that. You you, You must be under somebody, some leadership, and you must honor a lot of young ministers are not honoring their their four parents in ministry right the tutelage that you they, can't yeah. you yeah you can't burn the bridges behind you amen amen <laughs> as a young minister you don't you don't burn the bridges behind you it is extremely important 
that you hear, that you align yourself with the word of God. You must align yourself with progressive leaders. It means that you will need to form some inner circles. Amen. You have to have some Jonathans in your life. Yes. And uh, let me tell you, oftentimes, while you need some Jonathan from among the congregation, sometimes you will have to get some from outside. Yes. <laughs> and all of that. And yes, you will acquire those as you go along. All right. You're going to have the Judases, you know, as a young minister, you have to look out for them because you're Satan of his people that he set up strategically to destroy you as a leader. So remember that it's not that you're untouchable as a pastor. You need to understand that Satan have his own kingdom out there to destroy you and the ministry. Right? Yes. Don't run out of your lane as a, as a new leader. Don't run out of your lane. Stay in your lane. Submit yourself to authority and learn the ways of the Lord and learn the system. Yes? Learn the system. All right? Don't, don't be carried away with the fluff because some people see ministry and as a, a pastor, as, as this place of hustling, saying, oh, I am the pastor. But leadership ministry, it means being a servant, it, it means you're saying to the people yourself, how may I serve you? Right. How may I serve you? You must be able to serve. We are servants of the most high. Yes. Educate yourself in the word. You yes. must know the word, right? And the little look at slams are going around and say, you must know the word. Praise them. Know, know the word of God for yourself. People, we talk about ministers writing out messages and all of that. I am not saying that a minister, you are taught if you have been at Bible school, if you're going to be talking about love, you must talk about different forms of love. You must have some points where you're going, but you leave room for the Holy Ghost to move. I yeah. am not expecting yeah. to be going up there reading out your sermon. You get <laughs> what I'm saying? But you must have some pointers where you're going. And, and one of the things I, I hate, I can tell you that I detest, you coming up there, you could tell me, say, God, don't give you no word yet. I'm biting you, jump here, jump here, jump here now. <laughs> when you're just ready for preach, me tired. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So yeah. therefore, you must seek God for a word and you come prepare. Because remember, in the church, we have people of varying level. And you must give us food. You must feed. Yes? Uh, so therefore, as a young minister, get into the word of God. Seek godly counsel on major decisions. Don't be quick to, to respond um, in situation. Take some things under advice. As a young minister, you, um, you seek God. You must have a prayer life. You must have a prayer life. Because you must get, have a place, a meeting place. You're better somewhere, you're altar in your home where you sit down and you meet God and allow God to speak to you and give you directions, right? So as, as young minister, the Lord, if you make yourself available, the Lord will speak to you. And let me tell you, a lot of people speaking around you, but you must know the voice of God. Oh, yes. And I, yeah, you must know the voice of God. A lot of people in the church, they are intimidators. They intimidate you, right? There are a lot of Jezebel spirits are leashed in the church and they will try to intimidate and play with your mind and make you wonder if you're really hearing from God. But you must stay connected to the source. Amen. And God is your source. Great, great advices. <laughs> Wonderful yeah. advices, Pastor. Yes. Um, yes. So um, one more question for you. 
what for you what's one common misconception about being in ministry what's that one thing that persons may perhaps on the outside looking in get wrong what's a common misconception about being in ministry being in ministry mm-hmm. uh, come on I, I think uh, they, they see ministers, many persons see ministers as superhuman beings. We're still human beings having different facets to us. Yes. We still have our families. We still have our down days. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are times when you, you have your personal problems. You're a human being, right? And, and, and becoming a minister does not take away your other responsibilities from you and you know when you're in ministry people feel that you must be available to them 24 7 and and if we have listened to even the 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 recording from noel jones he said that he destroyed his marriage in the in the sake of the church for god you must say uh the facade you know he has to do all of this and do all of this and do all of that you know so those are the misconceptions in, in ministry that people don't see you as an individual they don't see you as a person with needs that you have pain to you you have headache too pastor get sick too the yes. leader gets sick yes. Yes. <laughs> the leader feels tired sometimes the leader is not a superhuman right it's not a superhuman it's just that this person is called to 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 a higher service yes but we, we need to treat our leaders and and one of the things with leaders i have learned as i grew up is that where ministers feel that they, they can't have a friend. One of the misconceptions that you're not allowed to have a friend. Right. You, you must have somebody that you can talk to. Oh, yes. Yes, there are times where you need to unburden yourself. I'm not saying that you're going to tell your friend in ministry, yes, the, the secrets that somebody have told you, you cannot share that. Mm-hmm. But there are times when as a person, you can't be able to say, boy, I feel drained. I, I I have you know it's something you you need people um, around you that you can just get vulnerable with. That is why a lot of pastors in the ministers let me not say pastors in this pandemic are, are having mental challenges and a mental illness is real. Depression is real. Yes, you understand because it's it's a time when so much is expected of you, and you're this one individual. No pastor have ever led in such a time and season, and they have real responsibilities, real people to deal with, and they have their personal life, and everything keep coming at you. There are days you just feel like everything that's coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. You feel like you're going to hold your head and scream. <laughs> but if somebody call you, can't tell them. So listen to me, man. Yeah, my problem today, you know, you must have to be that. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be that dutiful leader, and and and, and that you, you you just tap into it, you know. Right. And so you're flexible, and as a as a minister, you have to know when to code switch. You have to code switch. Yes, yes. And then, you have to fit into the role as you um as you are needed. But it, 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 it's one of a high calling, serving, serving God. And I want to say to a, a young minister, don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary. That's what Paul was saying. Don't get weary and tired of yes. doing good because you shall read. You see it, right. Yes. Right, yes. right. Wonderful yes. stuff, Pastor. Wonderful stuff. This has been, you know, a really great interview. 
I mean, amidst the challenges that you and I know of. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, you know, this has been a really great interview. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I really appreciate you so much. Um, yes. I was yes. just in, I was just in Jamaica, you know, a few weeks ago, even though you drive past me, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just in, you know, Jamaica a few weeks ago, you know, and I saw you and, you know, we, we talk and we sat down and, you know, even though you keep telling me, you know, asking me about wedding and, and marriage and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, I know, I know, you know, whenever the time is right, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you, you'll be, you know, so elated to be. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yes, yes. But, you know, um, I really appreciate you. As, as I've, I've, I've mentioned, um, you know, as even, you know, when I was there and we took a few pictures because and, and videos, because, you know, we were saying we needed to update, you know, yes. you know, you, uh, we have pictures when, you know, you were at my high school, um, yeah. graduation and, and yes. And, you know, you, 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 because of the, um, you know, oh, everything happened. You didn't, you weren't able to, you know, make it to my, my university graduation, but yes. You know, you've always been there for me and, and always remember, you know, as a young person growing up in the church and, you know, you, as I said, you know, you, 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 I feel like, you know, you were my men mentor. You, I feel like there were different one-on-ones, you know, I, I, I can remember even now, um, you know, certain one-on-one, you know, conversations that you would have had with me and, you know, even teaching me in, you know, intermediate class and, you know, even as young people president, different things that you would ask me to do and be a part of the service and do things. And, you know, you, I really appreciate you for all that you yeah. have done for me. I mean, even if I, I don't know if I've ever said it before, but I'm in this, you know, medium and on this yes. platform, you know, I really appreciate you for, you know, being you and, yeah. you know, um, um, yes, just, just, you know, always, you know, being there for me and, and, you know, whether it's, you know, a word of encouragement and, and you know, or, you know, just, you know, how to go about certain things and, you know, you were always there and I really appreciate you. And as, as, as you have said, you know, that you're proud of, um, you know, the growth and different, you know, aspects of my yes, life. <laughs> Thank you. And like I said earlier, I too, I'm very <laughs> proud, you know, of, of you and the journey that you've, 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 you've made the transitions that, you know, you've made, you know, coming from different ranks, you know, all different positions that you mentioned earlier that you, you've held to know being a pastor and, you know, you're doing such a wonderful job and I'm proud of you. I love you. And, you know, you, you, thank you. I love you so much more. (laughs) You've always, you know, been so good to me and, you know, always been a part of my life for, for so many years. And, you know, it was really a a pleasure to, you know, have you on my podcast. Um, You know, this was a very special interview for me. You know, because you know, we, we we go way back, we have so many, you know, things, you know. <laughs> so I really yeah. thank you for you know coming on and sharing, you know, with with us, yeah. you know, about your journey um in ministry. And I'm sure, you know, different persons um that would have 
that will listen to or watch this episode will have a lot to take away from this. You know, you've also given advices to young ministers and, you know, a lot of different things that we, we, we talk about in this um, interview. And I really, really appreciate you, Pastor, and love you. God bless you. Love you too, Minister Cunningham, and God bless you. And I am super proud of you. You know that. Love you, yes. lot. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. So this has been another installment of Friends in Ministry, guys. Um, you know, we had a wonderful conversation with, you know, Pastor Ariel Henry. Um, you know, um, as usual, Friends in Ministry is brought to you by the Holy Armor Clothing Line, where you suit up, stand up, and stand out. Um, we also have our merchandise is ready for the Friends in Ministry. You can get your Friends in Ministry masks, shirts, um, you know, pullovers, um, you know, you can shop on our Teespring um, shop. Um, don't forget to, you know, subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to subscribe to our page. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, until next time, I am your boy, Ricky Ricardo, signing out until the next video. God bless. Friends in ministry, we encourage and inspire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Live from the Gen Studio, we enlighten and support each other. We're promoting positivity, positivity, friends in ministry. Tell us where you've been, tell us what you've seen, friends in ministry.